0: Our latest non-sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, is in fact not a sponsor at all.
1: That's what a non-sponsor
0: means. Exactly. That's because we're sponsoring them. Zoom. You see, we're Zoom guys. We're not going to lie. We've tried the rest. I've been on Google Meets and it's been lonely. I've tried Teams and it makes me feel individualized. Yeah, and I need some more personable
1: this in my online communication experience.
0: Uh, WebEx is for tech folks.
1: I feel like WebEx never works too. Uh,
0: what about Skype?
1: I mean, Skype is like the MySpace or Vine, if you will, of online communication. Like it's been there forever, but no one uses it anymore. And you feel like it's gone and your account's disabled because you haven't logged in, in 10 years ago.
0: And so we're going all in on zoom. The original OG of online communication.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, Zoom. And I'm making a pledge to just use you.
0: You gave us waiting rooms to make us feel safer.
1: You give us backgrounds that are fun for social distancing purposes only. And also for when my room is a mess.
0: Or when you're podcasting in your bathroom.
1: So yeah, Zoom. (laughs) I'm a Zoom man. Are you?
0: We endorse you, Zoom. Because you were doing this way back when I thought you had to pay for it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CRU, where we continue to bring you our take on some of the craziest stuff out there. My name is Joe Klossy, and with me is my co-host, Nikon Razi. Nikon, had finals go, amigo.
1: Cool, man. Um they they went great, you know. Um they uh they were like any other final, except you know I was at home, so it was really relaxed and kind of like almost. I had to really fight with myself because I'm watching Netflix. I watched and binged the whole Game of Thrones, and I look at my my calendar and I'm like, oh, finals are like coming up in three weeks, two two days, sorry, not three weeks. Maybe I should uh figure it out. So I figured it out and uh, I laid the hammer down. Got an A, did great. Um, hey,
0: here we go. Yeah, nice, yeah, I dude. Excellent. Excellent. Such a juxtaposition to be taking college finals at home in the comfort of your own home and, and it have that be relaxing. relaxing. That's wild. That's wild.
1: And one thing real quick is like, I didn't realize how much I had missed. Cause once I, even though I stayed at home and I'm going to college, I was, I was going out there, staying in the library. I wasn't doing my work at home. I kept thinking that I could only do it out somewhere else. And I realized like also through all this quarantine stuff, like how much money I'm saving and how much more comfortable I am just staying and doing certain things at home than I wasn't yeah. before. Yeah. I'd add that in there.
0: Agreed. No, definitely agreed. Um so we've been having fun these past few weeks, speaking to guests from our ACE alumni, and it's been refreshing to hear some of the paths that these guys have taken. This week we're going to try something a little different. Um we're going to try to bring you some news as a few things we just can't pass up on. Uh and we definitely have to talk about um and so This craziness cannot go unreported. Um, But first, we on CRU came across this article on BuzzFeed, which combines um, 26 tweets from non-Americans that talk about foods that Americans eat as if it's disgusting. And now some are true. Like, here's an example. Do Americans eat sweet potatoes with marshmallows? Which, of course, is true on Thanksgiving. And it's great and gross at the same time.
1: I'm glad we only get it once a year. Otherwise, just can't justify what it is as a dessert. Yeah. I can't.
0: Yeah. Uh, True. Definitely true. Definitely true. And then um, we have others that I don't agree with. Like do Americans really eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or is that just some inside joke? Uh, And so I've made a million of those sandwiches and I've made a million of them for myself and for my own kids we've even morphed the combo with cream cheese or butter and jelly as the peanut butter substitute. Um, you know, what's your take on peanut butter and jelly Nikon?
1: Peanut butter and jelly makes me feel like I'm at kindergarten again. And the peanut butter is like a, is like a strong smell. It almost makes me feel like I'm smelling something that's not appetizing, but it is. And the white bread is all I think about with it. And it just kind of kicks me into gear. The jelly's got that sugar that gives me that rush. You know, on my path to obesity and and type 2 diabetes. But it really kicks me in the right gear, the right way. Well, it depends on what kind of peanut butter and jelly you're eating. I'm eating the Skippy ones, the extra crunch. Okay. Or even the ones that come with the jelly and the peanut butter together. And you don't even have to do any crazy math or anything. You don't got to, just one boom, done.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm I'm associating the Skippy with uh, Wonder Bread for some reason. I don't know. That's like the the stereotypical, you know. so, another Why I go
1: with the Coca Cola, forget the milk, just do a Coca Cola with it.
0: You're drink, yeah, yeah, American diet. Yeah, um, true, true. Um, what's another example they got on there?
1: I mean, do people really like cold pizza? Uh,
0: in New York, we do, California, I'm throwing it out after the first couple bites, anyway. So, so we decided
1: in new york it's good even when it's frozen though
0: oh absolutely bro breakfast how do they do that breakfast take it right out
1: is it just because if you eat a red baron frozen pizza in new york it tastes better than what it's in california or are we talking like there's actual difference here
0: what is red baron
1: it's a nice like frozen it's a step up above the uh frozen pizza hut
0: oh no i'm not talking about like pe- frozen pizzas you buy in the store I oh. think they're talking about like, so you bought pizza, we get pizza, we get a, a large cheese pizza for dinner tonight and then tomorrow morning, oh. like, uh, I think I'm just gonna eat this cold pizza here and not heat it back up because I'm too lazy and, and this sounds really good. And so I definitely, I've definitely had about a lot of slices of pizza in that, in that way. Uh, it's still good. It's still good cold. So we decided to respond. No, 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 no. I mean, you guys out here in California have no idea. It's okay. I get it. I see that. I get it. Um, so we've decided to respond uh, with our own list of things that we've seen non-Americans eat. And uh, this is for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, man. This is our retribution for you, peanut butter and jelly.
1: Okay. So, Mr. Clausy, what's, what's your number one thing that weirds you out that's non-American cuisine?
0: Blood pudding. Listen, I, I was an English major. Uh, and I can't even come up with a sentence using those two words together. Why would I eat that?
1: Do you know what that actually is?
0: Uh, I I do I I do, but no, so that we're, we're not going there. Uh, so no. Let's let's stop there. The show doesn't have explicit content added nope. to it, so, yeah. so we're going to stop there. Number two, mayo on French fries.
1: Hey, hey. Don't knock it until you try it.
0: Yikes. Like I'm good on the mayo Something these like days. I'm good on the mayo these days. Um, how about number three? Eating anything that is still moving.
1: So, not American. We like no. our things dead.
0: Yes. No. Shot behind. No, not American at all, dude. We, we definitely like our food dead. Cooked usually, but dead nonetheless. Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah.
0: How about number four?
1: Haggis? Ever hear of haggis? Ever have a haggis? Probably because no, because it's been banned since 1971.
2: What? Why?
1: Yeah, because it's mainly made from sheep lungs. And uh, I don't think I need to go further. No. I'm taking lungs out of sheeps.
0: And these guys are coming at us for pop tarts and cold pizza. Okay. How about this one? Recently made famous by Tom Hanks while recovering from COVID 19, he ate Vegemite, which is defined as a thick, dark brown Australian food spread made from leftover brewer's yeast extract with various vegetables and spice additives.
1: He loaded a non ton of a piece of toast. What, what, what is, what is, I don't get this. What, this is weird. Why would you do this?
0: So yeah, I I, just, he did, they they posted a picture when they first got COVID-19 they were trying to say, because they were in Australia, that they were okay. And they put it on toast. They put so much on this piece of toast. Usually I think you just use like a little bit because it's so So they put more than what
1: they'd put like in a a Chipotle burrito. They put more in a Chipotle burrito.
0: They put like Um, a year's worth on that bread. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about stinky tofu? Have you ever had it? I mean, I've smelt it, but I keep my distance.
0: So um, my wife is half Chinese, so definitely I have. And I'm not going to lie, man. It's like someone farted in your face while you were <laughs> eating crap. I am not exaggerating <laughs> at all. I'm serious. I'm serious. They made me eat it. They all try hey, you should try it. I'm like, okay. There's was like 20 of them at the table watching me, just slowly watching me eat it. Um, just wow. thinking it was terrible. It was terrible. Wow. Um, all right. How about this? Number seven. Bugs of any kind in any country. True. I
1: mean, we 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 like to make a truce in the you know the event that that's an American thing because it's not.
0: I've watched enough Indiana Jones to know where to go to get a big plate of bugs on the menu. Trust me, bro. Oh,
1: gross! Gross! Oh, oh. How about how about basashi? 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 I've been practicing and I still can't say basashi. Basashi. It's raw horse meat found in Japan. Raw horse meat.
0: The words raw. And meat do not belong together first. Um, so so yeah. that, my dude, is not vegan at all. Who eats a mm-hmm. horse? I thought that was like an unwritten mm-hmm. law or something. Okay. Number nine. And this is, this is a tough one for me, but I had to put it on this list. Okay. When I was in a region of Italy, not to be named in this podcast, mm. they have a delicacy in a cheese store that had okay. maggot cheese.
1: Okay. Okay, mm. this is this is not uh, it's not right. I don't. I'm sorry. I ht I, I, HT's one thing, but maggots. I, you know, I'll uh, okay.
0: Agreed. To- I totally agree with you. That's why it's on the list. Too much. Too
1: far. Too far. But yeah. And speaking of too far, rounding off number ten, the iconic frog legs. However, not the ones in Mexico, the ones in France, El Francé. Why? You can't have chicken wings. You couldn't have turkey wings. You had to have frogs. I mean, how much meat you actually get out of a frog? They eat flies for heck's sake.
0: I mean, yeah. Imagine wing night for Monday Night Football, 10 cent wings. Uh, all you can eat, you'd eat 100 of those suckers just for an appetizer easily. You
1: have nice slime on them too. That's fresh from the swamp. And there you have it to all you non-American folks out there.
0: You think eating Pop-Tarts in the morning or sausage and eggs together for breakfast is weird? but you can have 40 fake meat and raw horse.
1: Nah, two can play at this game. and We just did.
0: And so, as promised, we owe it to our listeners to bring you some stories that are going on out there that you just need to hear. Um, and yeah. it, this is true. I mean, you know, so this is going to be our very own elephant in the room. Um, Let's do it. The Associated Press put out an article last week on fake PPEs and they were found in a site in Santa Barbara and were slated for workers on the front line of our healthcare locations. Clear signs to look, for, uh, look out for were issued to states from the CDC, such as printed labels stating the name of the fake factory that they came on from the DeShang factory and that the telltale sign, I quote, was these masks had ear loops while authentic ones have bands that stretch around the back of your head, making it for a tighter fit. In order to earn the N95 label, they must be able to filter out 95% of the airborne pathogens. Without the tight fit, they don't present that, uh, prevent that
1: 95%. I never knew that. I thought, you know, I don't really know much about N95. I didn't think it even meant anything other than a cool name. But honestly, I just thought it was a badass label and you know. Who's not intimidated by N95? It just, I,
0: I went with it. Yeah, man. So it does actually mean something. The article states that since fluid flows the path of least resistance, if the respirator doesn't have that super tight fit and is um, the person is breathing, droplets will travel through the side of the mask, hence 95%. Um, not sure what the N stands for. It could stand for nasty, negative, nothing. How about Nighthawk? Um, Nikon. Nikon. Uh, and the CDC sent a warning to the states to be on the lookout for fake N95 masks Um, and has been in talks with the company. The factory uh, put on the website that these are fakes and they they don't have the ear loops with the um, N95 for some reason. So they are counterfeit masks.
1: That is just insane. This is scandalous. I mean, even in a pandemic, people are finding a way to scam. And this scandal... it's not just a little simple scandal, it's killing people because they think it's one thing, but it's clearly not. So there's that.
0: You know, true, my friend, and it should be known that the Shang factory in China is one of the largest manufacturers of N95s in the world and has a tremendously clean reputation. So wow. the factory issued a warning to the United States and countries, uh, other countries as well. Um, what's weird about this, though, is even after the warning, this statement sums up, Major problem number one, okay? And I quote, it's a little scary that it had gone through what we've understood as an aggressive customs investigation for export and an aggressive customs import by the U.S., and yet it still got through.
1: That doesn't sound aggressive.
0: Then these masks get disseminated after customs to the highest bidder by the thousands across the United States and into our healthcare system and into our front line and essential employees, and you wonder why everyone is getting sick and that they are all, even though they are all playing it safe.
1: I mean, I just have to say that this is obviously terrible. Counterfeits are horrible when they're from Nikes and Jordans, but now something that keeps you from life or death compared to just, you know, credibility and street. Um, You know, this is horrible because it it means that these fake masks are just pretty much being sold. People are trusting in it in a time like now. And what better time than to blame China? Again, for something, you know, that's all we see them do anyway. Just China, just push it away on them.
0: And what state specifically did those masks wind up in? California. The president's favorite state, my friend. I don't know what to say anymore, so I'm not gonna.
1: The elephant in the room isn't the masks. It's not even the scammers.
0: It's the people whose lives are lost and we could have done something about it. We could have screened better at the borders
1: we could have worked closer with the factories and yielded their warnings better
0: and we could have made those masks ourselves maybe I saw How about this article jobs
1: back in America
0: right there we go there we Sorry, go so right I that only... in there I mean there's only 35 million of them looking for it so I, I saw this article about a Chinese a Japanese study mm. that put a drop of an invisible paint mark on a man's hand and they simulated an environment where the man attended a, buff- a buffet buffet-style restaurant. And after 30 minutes, they turned the lights out and shined a black light on everything, and the paint was everywhere in the room, dude, everywhere.
1: All right, first of all, where in the heck have I been that I never knew about this invisible paint before? Okay. And second, I think it's safe to say that all-you-can-eat places are so pre-COVID, and it's just a total thing of the past. I mean, last week we talked about how soup plantations gone. I mean, who in their right mind would go to one of those places now? I can't even go to a salad bar anymore. I can't even go in restaurants anymore. I'm too scared to even go through a drive-thru. Dude, I
0: I, I got to tell you, um, I hear you completely. Um, I hear you completely. Uh, but, and now it is time for our favorite time. It's Tea Time with Mr. Middleton, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <clears throat> and this week's Tea Time with Middleton is brought to you by none other than All You Can Eat Buffets. Because nothing says you're broke and looking to die with a full stomach more than buffet-style eating.
1: Yeah, you can add them to the list of things we'll never see again in this world, like thrift stores, thankfully. Don't take me to the thrift shop.
0: <laughs> Macklemore.
1: Um, <laughs> One-hit wonder.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or how about libraries, man?
1: How about public tools? <laughs> oh, God. The band-aids floating in the water. I don't care how much chlorine it has.
0: Wait, what about movie theaters?
1: Hmm. (laughs) How about line dancing?
0: How about concerts?
1: Interactive museums.
0: Yikes. Museums, period, dude. True. This is like the list of forgotten toys in that holiday cartoon from back in the day. I don't know if you remember.
1: Not a good place. And Dr. Fauci, find us a cure, please. I want to go back to the all-you-can-eat anything. I mean, hometown buffet.
0: And what a time for Mr. Middleton to come on in. Um, we were just talking about Nikon wanting to go back to all you can eat buffets. Okay, hometown. Mr. Middleton.
1: How are you doing today?
3: I'm good. How are you, Nikon?
1: I'm doing really good. I saw that you uh, went biking. You know, not, not that that's a surprise, but you went pretty far. I don't know if you put your bike by a a winery or, or where you were, but you had your bike in somewhere to look pretty far away from where you live out in the middle of Ventura somewhere, maybe San Francisco. I don't know. I don't know how far you got. I,
3: I, I went for, I went for a ride today. It wasn't, I mean, tremendously long by my standards. Uh, it was a tempo. I, I tried to do tempo on the weekends. Okay. So I, I rode up a, you know, I, I did a nice four
1: hours. It was,
3: it was a good ride.
1: Well, real quick, I just got to know how, how many miles were, were in those four hours that you got? Uh,
3: today's ride was 68 miles.
1: Well, I mean, I know people are like, well, oh, bike, you can do a lot. And for you, it's like, that's nothing. But someone who just, yeah, that's, wow. All right, Mr. Middleton. John, if I may, Mr. John, if I may, I noticed that you are growing out
2: your hair.
3: I am, Yes. And, and Mr. Middleton had an existential crisis this week in that he discovered he does not own a hair dryer. Okay. And uh, I am I'm currently so for the listeners out there, um, as I know you have several. If if anyone has any recommendations on a hair dryer, I, for the first time in, probably 15 years, I I need to purchase one.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, knowing Mr. Middleton, though, I feel like you would just grab like one of those planting this is the, the the special scissors you got for your plants just because for your garden maybe you could use that make a design out of it you design like ferns right is that a thing ferns maybe i don't know bonsais, uh, oh, bonsais. I, I do
3: bonsai yeah yeah i've got a actually you can see behind me here if <laughs> i can figure out which direction to move my camera um i've got a i've got i'm surrounded by bonsais
1: there we go i know my plants i know yeah. my plants
3: Mr. Middleton, that's, a, that's actually a holly bush behind me.
1: Mr. Middleton, do you think that you might grow your hair out to the old Middleton days of having it long and?
3: I, uh, you know, I thought about it. Not that long, Nikon. <laughs> Definitely not that long. Um, but I, you know, I, at the same time, it's it's like okay, eh, it's kind of an interesting uh, um, interesting endeavor to to like grow out my my hair again. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't so, know. I mean, you no, like no. I can I can actually okay.
3: grow hair at my age, so I should I should like show. Which that knock off.
1: on wood is 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 great because a lot of people don't have that. A lot of guys don't have that. Mr. Middleton, I'm gonna call you the Mr. Yeah. Middleton 2.0 because every time we see you got longer and longer hair. And I, I think it's awesome. I know a lot of people are digging it. Tell the listeners.
3: It doesn't grow that fast, Nikon. We see each other every week.
1: <laughs> I don't know. To me, it looks like it's getting it's getting longer. Maybe because we've had a little extra day because we're recording on Saturday. But uh, it looks longer than before. It looks longer than before. Okay. If, if I think I said sanctions. If sanctions were lifted. <laughs> if if, if, if lifted. yeah. If if everything was lifted and we found a cure miraculously, we gave it to everybody right away. We fixed everything. Where okay. would be the first place you would travel to this summer, after working so hard all school year? You know, where does Mr. Middleton go to unwind this summer?
3: Uh, in, in a perfect world, I don't know. That's a good question, Nikon. Well, I really want to climb Mount Whitney. Like that's 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 like everything and then some for me right now. Um, in in July, July the eighth. So hopefully. I can do that. And Mr. Middleton goes where Mr. Middleton's brain and science takes him, though, Nikon. So mm-hmm. um, I will not be led by my heart um, or a false sense of security in any way, shape, or form. I believe in science. I believe in, in, um, in, the, in the power of reason and logic. So I will go uh, where it is safe. Um, I don't know. I, hopefully, I can go to the Eastern Sierras. The Eastern Sierras are like a, a second home for me up the 395 and into the climb the mountains that are up there head up to whitney head up to horseshoe meadows one of my favorite climbs on a bike um head up to the white mountain and see the bristlecone pines i like going in search of trees um fun mm. trees are trees are are special to me um so i, I have kind of like a, a a long running photo project that i do um that's in search of remarkable trees um so hopefully this summer I can, can go find some awesome trees. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, awesome. uh, what science, uh, allows us to do. Right. Um, we're certainly yeah. not going to be a uh, liberating Mr. Middleton anytime soon though.
0: <laughs> I'm assuming, um, the better leaders, better schools, um, Bollinger tower, uh, is going to get postponed, yeah. which was a conference for true educators in um, the summertime in New Mexico. Yes. Um, Perhaps if that gets um, rescheduled, that might be a perfect first trip. As I'm certain, it will only be when things are safe. Um, Mr.
1: Middleton, we would like to have you stay on, though. Okay. A little bit longer than just you, Middleton.
0: We have a new guest. We have a guest coming up next. You know, we usually have guests coming on. It's an ACE alumni Awesome. You wanna you wanna stay on? Do you got a few extra minutes? I,
3: I do. I, I I have uh I've done done all I need to do. I was just uh researching. I bought a tortilla press, so I'm, I'm like go, I'm in full how to make tortilla mode. So also, if your <laughs> listeners have any advice on how to make homemade tortillas, I'm, send uh, Middleton
0: uh, a recipe, you guys. Send, send me recipe. the recipe, please. Um, okay, I'm gonna just let everyone's
1: our... Instagrams below. Send it to them.
0: All right, I'm yep. going to let in our guests for today. Awesome. Um, Who we got? <clears throat> they are going to bomb you right now. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are, maybe if you're listening and not able to watch, what you're noticing is Mr. Michael Lilly is here in the podcast on CRU. And to help us with our interview questions is Mr. Middleton. He is going to stick around for a little bit as the two of these guys have been,
3: mm-hmm.
0: there's been this behind the curtains comedic humor that, that has not a lot of people were, are aware about. Um, yeah. he, but, okay, but reconnected. It, it I has, went,
1: I'm back. My connection came and went. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys heard me, but I just wanted to say that my 2017 graduating class, we, we had a thing that we did. We said, free the Lily, and we did. We freed yeah. Mr. Lily.
0: Yes. You guys freed Lily. I remember yeah. that. So I do um, remember that meme well. <laughs> <laughs> that was <a> good one. <laughs> Much better than the Rilton one. So, we dug deep into the halls of Ace Charter history.
2: Get ready, <laughs> ready to come down and make
0: uh-oh. Can you, can you guys take your videos sure. off? Yeah. Okay. Okay,
1: well, I'll take our videos off. I'll take mine off, too. Yeah. Maybe that'll save the audio or something.
0: Oh, yeah,
3: definitely. Okay. There it is. All right. How are you, Michael?
2: I'm good, John. How are you doing?
3: I'm good. <laughs> you sound like you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh,
2: I was earlier today. Out of my bikes, out in the woods. It was beautiful.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So we we dug deep into the halls of Ace Charter history to get him on the show, and we're excited to have him.
1: And I got some questions. We have some questions. So
0: the first one, Mr. Lilly, do you prefer
1: California or Oregon? And and be mindful, we have Mr. Middleton on, and he likes California. So be a little mindful of your answer there.
2: That is not a fair question, but I will answer it. Um, (laughs) So far in the almost two years now that I've been in Oregon, uh, I prefer uh, Bend, Oregon, where I'm living, uh, to where I was living uh, in Newberry Park. Uh, Just for for no other reason really, other than the fact that uh, I'm so close to nature here. Mm. And like I said, just today, I was out on a three hour bike ride saw next to nobody and just saw some beautiful scenery Whoa! Wow. Wow. what were awesome. some
1: moments that you had from from ace that when you think back you kind of might you know be laughing at still to this day uh that i would be laughing at yeah if, if, if you do laugh i don't know if Michelle really laughs anymore I don't
2: know. uh yeah no i <laughs> man we had a lot of good laughs i think in my classes i think I kept my class pretty light and um, no we had some uh, i think we had some really good times uh one of the things i always like doing is when uh after people got done with their warm-up and they were supposed to get up and share what they learned during those five minutes uh i would always say okay go ahead whenever you're ready and uh they would start and i would interrupt them and say any any time anytime you want to go ahead you just go ahead and and they would start and I would interrupt them again and uh, it just it kind of kept things light in the classroom Um, but I I did that for the entire three years I was there so I think some of the students probably got a little tired of it. Awesome. We didn't we always
1: heard you in the hallways we were like that's Mr. Lilly's class that's in this (laughs) hat.
0: Michael I, I definitely have to say um one of the funniest things I think I did, I have ever done as a principal and it was only fun with your class. Um, the movie airplane, which, um, not a lot of people today can recall lines from as Mr. Lilly can, as well as some of the other teachers at ACE charter. And so there was a part in that movie where, um, I used to love, and what I used to do, because I knew that Mr. Lilly also enjoyed that scene, if he was doing something with the kids, I would walk into his room if the door was closed, and open up the door and say, I just want to let you know we're all counting on you. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would close the door.
2: (laughs) And the the best part was, 99.5 Ninety-nine point five of the students would never have gotten that, yes. but I, yep. I appreciated it every time. Oh yeah, man! It was just me <laughs> and you that left
0: at it. it was great. So, so Michael, let me ask you: What is it like being an architect?
2: Um, you know, it feels like it's taken a really long time to get here, uh, and I don't know if you know or not, but I'm being made the lead designer of my firm uh, uh, here my in about. Thank you. In about three months. Um, the uh, lead currently lead designer is retiring um, so it seems like it's taken me a long time because I'm almost 48 years old uh, but um, some of the highest highs I've ever had have just been within the last year of working for the firm that I'm working for um, and awesome. one of them just happened uh, uh, two days ago when a client came in for the very first time I showed them one of my plans for their new house Uh, in Sun River uh, Oregon which is just about 25 minutes from here Mm -hmm. and the words near perfect to describe what I had shown
0: them awesome
2: that's one of the highlights uh, uh, of my career and like I said I was lucky that it just happened uh, two days ago
0: oh fantastic Michael congratulations that's fantastic Fantastic. what an answer
2: all
1: right and and mr. Lilly uh, real quick you know, I, I've been hearing and I've been seeing that, you know, you, you were and you still kind of are a cyclist. But what's some of your, your history as like a cyclist? And, and do you think you'll ever maybe ride competitively again
2: and, and get into that world of competition? Possibly? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so my sister started me out riding when I was uh, about 12 years old. Uh, she and I used to do charity rides in the Chicago area. From Chicago all the way down to the southern tip of Illinois, which is about four hundred and fifty miles um so i've always I've been a cyclist since I was twelve, uh, and as John Middleton can uh testify that he and I raced for a short while, yeah um, I got hurt numerous times, I had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll do it competitively anymore uh, but I'm, I'm I'm enjoying my rides up here um Actually, just met uh, one of my uh, longtime heroes, and John may know this uh, Ryan Trayvon. Awesome, was, uh, Cycle times, cross racer. Right, three times national champion. Oh. Uh, I used to ride with him when I lived in Ventura. I just ran into him on the trails out here uh, about three or four days ago. Uh, and I asked him, you know, does he still like to ride and does he want to ride competitively? And mm-hmm. his answer was absolutely not. <laughs> wow! Yeah.
0: How about that? Yeah. How about that?
2: No, i have just enjoying doing it as a uh, as a, a weekend. Fred, as just a guy who likes riding yeah. bikes. Now,
0: awesome, yeah. Michael. I never knew that about you. I was I was really curious to to hear that answer. So I guess that and that lends itself perfectly to this next question: Who is a better rider, you or John?
3: Oh, me. Currently, or or in the past?
0: Yeah,
2: there. Ooh, the careful, reasons. careful. to no, qualify
3: is, that uh,
0: answer.
2: This is definitely a two-part answer. Um, yeah. At one point, uh, I could probably beat John up a climb. I could uh-huh. probably beat John in the sprint. Yeah, uh, I could probably uh, pull longer on the front of a peloton than John could. Uh-huh. And then uh, age caught up with me, and uh, John started to excel on his own right. And he could uh, absolutely kick my butt right now.
0: Oh. Okay. He's also riding... He's putting in, I think people should know, at least 23 hours a day on the bike right now.
3: No, I am working. That's, that, that <laughs> on the
0: bike. News. You're also, <laughs> while you're on the bike. He has, oh he is on the bike constantly. Constantly.
1: You know, I got to say something. You two are not the only two gentlemen today that have gone biking. I took out the old specialized road bike and uh went out for awesome. an hour so uh,
2: awesome. what happened stream skateboarding nikon
1: you know age also caught up with me and
3: <laughs> you're like 25 nikon <laughs> <laughs> 22
1: but i'll get there hopefully sometime um yeah actually today is my birthday i'm 22 today um, are you serious happy birthday
0: nikon. Yeah. That's
1: oh, wow. oh my
0: gosh happy, happy birthday. birthday thank you Thank you. And
1: and for all the viewers right now, I've been very in and out of everything. So Mr. Claus really was amazing and made this amazing script. Um, but yeah, no, and uh, you know it's weird celebrating it with with what's happening. It's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go see people and hug people and see my family or see Brennan. Right, everyone knows Brennan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but things are things are, are difficult. And and I just want to know, Mr. Lilly, how have you you know? How have you, what's, what's changed big in your life during the pandemic? Just some stuff that you maybe didn't really think about till now. Um, not obviously the big stuff, but maybe some of the stuff that you just hadn't really thought about till all of a sudden this
2: pandemic happens.
1: Oh, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, you know, um. I'm really sorry, Mr.
2: Lee. Is there any way you could get closer to the mic? or just, I, I'm not hearing you. Yep. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir, perfect. You Thank you, sir. Um, Bend is a very uh, social place, uh, a lot of uh, great restaurants, a lot of brew pubs, uh, and you don't do anything with your friends, whether it's kayaking or mountain biking, without going and having uh, a a lunch and a beer afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, So I realized just how much uh, I miss that, uh, especially about this place. It's very social. Uh, But also... Uh, the day that everything kind of closed down, which around here was about March sixteenth um, I was told that uh unlike some of my coworkers, I was keeping my job mm-hmm. um, i 've actually been very fortunate to do that um, and at that point, I realized I had better, better make some uh, good decisions about uh, how i 'm going to use this quarantine time mm-hmm. so i 've gotten to work out a bunch uh, i 've started eating better. And I play guitar a ton every day, awesome. um, and so I'm just trying to use this quarantine time to kind of catch up with myself, and uh, and it's worked. Uh, lost some weight, uh, learning all kinds of guitar uh, guitar songs, and actually plan on uh, playing out at a uh, open mic night when everything opens up here. Whoa! So awesome. So name. so Mr. Lilly
1: has in quarantine freed himself yet one, once again. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing.
2: How about that? Yeah, awesome. I just thought uh, it, it it seems like Mother Nature giving us a timeout, and you better make good use of it is what I thought.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Michael, then, I guess, do you think H. Charter High School, this question is for John and I, should move to Oregon? Do they need principals Whoa. and assistant principals out there?
2: I think you guys should have a sister school here. Because hmm. uh, I, mean, I, I loved everything you guys did with uh, the school that you have there in Camarillo. But I think you'd also be very happy up here. Uh and then uh, John could also uh manage a uh mountain bike uh, an ace charter uh bend edition uh mountain bike team.
0: Oh, I'd be yeah,
2: I would awesome. be all over that. Awesome. I'd That's probably hysterical. end up uh
3: having a having a nervous breakdown during the first competition, not being able to actually <laughs> race and, and watch <laughs> other people race. But yeah, yeah, no.
2: Uh, your, um, your gym class would consist of an hour of kayaking, uh, <laughs> uh hike, hiking up to Tumalo Falls, <sighs> uh, a little bit of mountain biking. And then in the winter, of course, you'd have uh, cross country and downhill skiing. There's no shortage of stuff to do here. Yeah. Um, wow. That's just,
3: I mean, that's, and that's the way it should be, right? Why? Do, yeah. Why do we have kids playing the traditional, mm. traditional sports and doing things like that? They're, they're when you, when you're doing something like kayaking as a kid, you're going to fall in love with it for life. Like, I mean, look at Michael started riding at age 12. I can remember when I started riding my bike. Um, those are, those are things that we fell in love with very early on. And, and Nikon with your skateboarding, you you fell in love with that as a kid. And as long as you stay healthy, that's something that can, that will carry you well into, um, your adult years
2: mm mm-hmm.
3: yeah we've gotta we gotta do that with our our we've gotta figure out how to do that more with our and our kids
2: just so you know there's kind of a cultural difference too just having moved from california to here um when uh the first few snow uh when the first few snows happen usually in late mid to late december uh the kids are let off of school uh the first few weeks uh i mean uh, like a Friday afternoon um of the first few weeks. Uh, so they can go skiing.
3: Hmm. Wow! Well, we had a ski week um, actually in Southern California this year.
0: That's correct, Oxnard. Yeah. Oxnard Strong. Yes, ski
3: really. Week. Yep. Ski week. It was. It was um, full of not skiing for me. Yeah, nobody went skiing. Yeah, no, no skiing
1: during ski week. Mr. Lilly, you said that you know you started playing the guitar once again. May picked it up, but uh, what song can you play best on the guitar? if I might ask. Uh,
2: I would have to say Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Oh, Ooh. fantastic. Um, so I've been learning a bunch of their songs, which I, I've been playing for about 20 years. And I've been really scared to learn their songs uh, because they're kind of famous for putting in chords that nobody knows how to play. <laughs> oh, nice. And, and now I know some of them. Wow. What is it?
0: Green plastic watering. That's camons. the one. Yeah. Oh,
2: fantastic.
0: Wow.
3: wow. How's, the, how's your tool coming, Michael? you, you have uh, not out any tool. And, and Adam Jones, I mean, he's, his power cords no, are, are, are
2: historic. I don't play any, but I am proud to say that my immediate boss, the, the lead designer for my uh, firm that I work for, brought me into his office uh-huh. and said, Here, you got to watch this. And yeah. it's a drum solo by the guy, the, the drummer for Tool. Yes, Danny Carey. Uh, that, that's how hip my, uh, my immediate boss is. Oh, I
3: like your oh. boss already.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty awesome.
0: That's awesome. So, Michael, tell me then, um, as, as our last question, what advice do you have for any future architects out there? Mm.
2: Uh, Don't be intimidated by it. It's a pretty intimidating profession. Um, I I went through uh, eight years of school, so undergrad and graduate, uh, and I was intimidated uh, right out of school and didn't start tackling it until about uh, six years after I got out of college. I was intimidated by the people. I was intimidated by the scope of projects. I was intimidated by the software, which I ended up teaching at ACE. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I was intimidated by all those things. And, um, you have to just kind of embrace the uncertainty and go for it is what I would say.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lilly, thank you so much for, for being with us and for chatting it up a bit. Um, you know, you, you were an awesome addition to a Charter high school as one of the, basically the founder of the architecture department. You are our first architecture teacher, um, for the listeners out there. And so, um, you know, we can't thank you enough for what you started. Um, Miss Nika has, has done a really good job in trying to pick up where you left off and, and carry it through to where it is today. We do have kids that are going into the architecture industry because of, of you and Marzi and the hard work and, and, and efforts that you guys have put in. So I can't thank you enough. Also, it was, um, super stoked to, uh, give John a little bit of a surprise as, um, <laughs> You know, I I feel like uh, you know you and John. It was it was so uh, it was a really fun combination to have the two of you there going back and forth, uh, and it, it always brought like nice camaraderie to the staff. So, um, it did to this podcast today, and and to our 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 YouTube channel as well. So, thank you both for for sticking yeah. around and chilling with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is kind of you know that is kind of the end of the show. I think the four of us can can ride it out from here. What do you think, Nikon? Yeah. I mean, the fact that
1: we were able to maybe, you know, just get Mister Mister Middleton on his toes and surprise him is amazing to me because I've been trying to, <laughs> yeah. and it's hard. He's he's prepared and ready for everything, so
3: yeah. It's cool you guys to, get me, uh, I I asked all day for the questions in in advance, yeah. and and I didn't get them.
0: I felt very unprepared. Um, yeah, Nikon, doesn't really noon, <laughs> Nikon doesn't wake up till noon, John. Nikon doesn't wake up till noon. I text him right away. I was out in the yard. There's no way I was out. I was like, Nikon, do me a favor and blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, absolutely, sir. Four hours later oh. when I realized he was just waking up. Yeah. yeah. But go ahead. Nikon, you, you, no, you're spot on. You're spot on. I know.
1: You're spot on. Um, finals are over. So I have, I have no more excuses for pretending like I have to stay up and do everything late. So I need to, yeah, I'm going to get myself into gear. Um, but uh, Mr. Lilly, thank you for coming on and thank you for always uh, you know, liking the, the
2: videos and clicks when I put them on Facebook. It was really cool to have you on. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: You got it. Um, you guys, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our channels and shows. We love doing this and I hope everyone stays safe and washes their hands. He puts on a mask.
1: Yep. Look out for those ear loops. If it also doesn't have an N on it, don't put it on.
0: Word. I'm Joe Klozzi.
1: I'm Nikon Rossi.
0: And there's Mr. Middleton and Mr. Lilly on the air. We're out of here, folks. Be well,
3: everybody.